experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm your host, Eric Whiteman, here at the XML Financial Group. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Wow, what a good month for the market. The market just wrapped up the best November in 92 years. The S&P was up better than 10%, and that's reversing two months of losses and springing back to all-time highs. Money that's been on the sidelines has been rushing back in probably a little bit of FOMO going on here, fear of missing out. Investor sentiment, well, it's near a three-year high according to the bull-bear ratio from the AAII. That's the American Association of Individual Investors. That shows almost twice as many people are bullish and think the market is going up as opposed to those who are negative and think the market's going to go down. Historically, when it gets to that two-to-one ratio, well, things get a little messy. Remember, these investor sentiment readings are usually good indicators at their extremes. We're almost there. When everyone's bullish, you probably want to be cautious and vice versa. I just looked at the CNN fear and greed indicator and it's at 86 and that's signaling extreme greed. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm bullish about the market over the next few years. This worry-free type market where nearly every asset class is in risk-on mode, well, it has me worried. It reminds me of early 2018 when the market was pricing in a fiscal easing package. Everybody was happy and bullish and buying stocks. And then we hit a 10% pullback. This rally has been even more violent to the upside than the one in 2018. And everyone seems to be on the same side of the boat. Well, the VIX, which I use as a measure of risk, has fallen down substantially over the last few weeks. And a lot of money seems to be going into low quality, highly indebted companies. Not good signs. I would be cautious here in the near term, and I wouldn't be chasing these stocks higher. As I've been saying, I'm very bullish long term, but a short term correction? Well, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities here. In mid-January, I'll be talking about the coming year. I'll be doing my annual outlook and I'll be giving out the details shortly. If you want to be on our list for that, you can either go to our website, which is xmlfg.com and sign up for our newsletter, or you can just email me at podcast, which is plural, podcast at xmlfg.com. And I'll put you right on the seminar mailing list. That's probably a better way of doing it. Let me give you an idea that you can research for yourself. See if it makes sense for you and your portfolio. A couple of weeks ago, I bought Unum, symbol U-N-M. I bought it for myself and for clients. I eat my own cooking. The name might sound familiar to you. If it does, it's because they're one of the largest providers of group insurance. According to Unum, one in three Fortune 500 companies offer their benefits to their employees. Benefits like disability insurance, vision, and dental. They're also the parent company of Colonial Life. Now, let's face it. 
insurance is a commodity type business. So building a moat around the business or coming up with some significant competitive advantage, it's pretty darn difficult. Most of your customers are motivated by price. That said, Unum has developed a solid position in its industry and has had a decent operating history in both good times and bad. During the last recession, they continued to grow their earnings through that rough patch of 2007 to 2010. And just like then, well, Unum's facing some headwinds from exceptionally low interest rates, demand uncertainty related to COVID, and of course, concerns regarding the company's long-term care policies. Unum isn't going to be an unbelievable earnings growth story. No. Over the last 10 years, they have grown their earnings on average of about 7.5% per year. Same thing over the last five years. With all the headwinds that I just mentioned, I guess that they're going to grow somewhat less than that. Let's just call it 3% for for the sake of argument. Yes, their earnings are going to decline this year compared to last, but I'm guessing going forward, they'll grow at about 3%. Then you have the dividend. The dividend is a big part of this story. Right now, it's north of 5%. That's right, a 5% dividend. And that's less than a 25%. That's less than 25% of their net profit. So they still have plenty of room to increase it if they wanted to. Unum generates a tremendous amount of free cash flow. Most of the time, they generate more cash than they report earnings. So Unum is using that cash to pay a healthy dividend. They're also using a good bit of that cash to buy back their own stock. Although this year, they've stopped that for obvious reasons. But over the last 10 years, they've been buying back on average 5% of their stock a year. And I would expect them to do the same thing in the future once we have a little bit more clarity. So let me put this all together for you. Because I've been talking about earnings, the dividends, the buybacks, and did I mention it trades at an insanely low PE multiple? Okay, this is this is what I'm thinking. I'm expecting Unum to generate it adjusted earnings of per share of about $5 for this year. Based on that, the stock is currently trading at a PE multiple or price to earnings ratio of just four times, four times earnings. My guess is that it should trade closer to six. That means expansion of the PE multiple could add 10% annually to the returns over the next five years. When combined with the 3% growth rate and the 5% dividend yield, well, that's an 18% annualized rate of return. If I'm right, that adds up, well, pretty nice numbers there. If the multiple doesn't expand, you end up with a 3% grower paying a 5% dividend. My point is, is there's a lot of ways that you can get a decent return here. If it pulls back to under, say, 21 or so, I'd add more. Let me also be clear that this isn't one that I want to own forever. It just looks like a decent company that's really inexpensive. I think Unum's very interesting here. Again, it's symbol UNM. Okay, that's all I have time for today. I'll be back next week. And until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. I'm Eric Whiteman, and this is Common Sense Investing. 
listen to the show, now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talk about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and are not necessarily those of the XML Financial Group. I typically own and trade the securities I'm discussing, both personally and for my clients, but not all of them. Likewise, employees of XML and our affiliate broker-dealer may be trading and providing advice regarding the securities I mentioned to their clients as well. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, you should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I suggest you get someone who's qualified in those areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. I like to make projections and other forward-looking statements, which are just that, opinions, and are not actual results and are only valid as of the date of this recording. Things change constantly. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.